0: I'm truly convinced Mm -hmm. that the way we show up with eating is reflective of every other area Mm -hmm. in our life. That's why I love focusing on eating Mm -hmm. is because it's the most basic form of self-care. So if you're Mm -hmm. disassociated, if you're not mindful, if you, you know, you overburden your body because you are just going with the desire in the moment, all those things, you can see how that translates into being a business owner. You can see how Mm -hmm. that, those behaviors
1: show up. Hey everyone, welcome to the e life podcast. My name is John and as you can see, I don't have Brian here today, but I have a surprise for you. I have a special guest today. It's Robin Mons. Hi, Robin. How's it going?
0: So good. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I mean, not only are you an amazing life coach, you also happen to be my sister, right? Yes. (laughs) So we're so happy to have you here. And, um, you know, one of the things that we do on the podcast is, yeah, we talk business. I'm looking over like Brian's here. I probably should have you here, Jared, (laughs) but we, we talk about business, uh, mindset stuff, but we also like to spotlight and showcase people that are making an impact in this world. And I'm so proud of my sister for the the work that she's doing. and, And, uh, um, I'm so excited to talk to you, Robin, about some of the stuff that you got going on and uh, ways that you can help our, our listeners as well. So with that, why don't you just give us a brief introduction to yourself and, and what you do?
0: Yes. Hi. I'm so happy to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm a conscious eating coach, and I'll tell you a little bit more about what that means. But the way I got into this is um, I've always loved you know, personal development, and and though you know that type of thing and i had found my t- myself in a time in my life where i was in a situation in family life that was very stressful to the point that i was in bed for hours a day i just couldn't really function
1: mm-hmm.
0: because i was so in grief and in so so much anxiety about the situation and it was so unlike me and after a while of doing this i thought gosh you know I've got to climb out of this. My situation wasn't changing. It wasn't getting Mm -hmm. better. And so I really started to seek um, more help in that. And it led me to the Life Coach School and some of the mentors there that teach and the really understanding how the mind works, how it impacts how we feel and our behaviors and how we really are the authority of ourselves in any situation that we're in it really empowered me and helped me to, you know, get out of bed, face my life and to be able to really change my internal environment even before Mm -hmm. this situation improved or changed Mm -hmm. because it was, it was years. So, um,
1: that's great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, it's interesting how those low points in our lives, become kind of the catalyst for, for the, the rebirth of, of who we're meant to be, you know, cause a lot of times, you know, we look at people, I mean, you're successful and we think, oh, that, that person was all, always successful, but we don't realize that a lot of times it's all started with a struggle or something that wasn't going right in their lives. Yeah.
0: Isn't that, that is not thats so true. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And, and so let me ask you this. So you, you, you got into life coaching, what, but what was it specifically that made you want it, to go into kind of the nutrition, not nutrition, but, um, you know, kind of the conscious eating route? What, what was the catalyst for that? Because you, you mentioned that, you know, you, you were having anxiety and, and stuff like that. What led you to actually doing conscious eating?
0: Yeah. So that's what's interesting As I learned these tools. At the same time, what I did um, professionally was I've been a personal trainer for 15 years and
1: Mm -hmm. you know
0: throughout all these years i've worked in transformation gyms as a health coach and as a trainer and you know we would try to help people to meet their goals their body weight goals and when i learned the mindfulness tools i realized that is what we're missing this is why we are struggling Mm -hmm. to not only reach our health goals but to maintain them i would say less than Mm -hmm. 5% 5% of the people that ever came through and, you know, achieved their goals, less than 5% have kept them because we were missing. piece.
1: Oh, wow.
0: We put all this attention and focus on changing our body composition, but we never changed the mental composition. And through, through this study, not only did I, of course, help myself and my emotional state, but I made all these connections of like, oh my goodness, in this industry that I'm in, we have a huge gap. This is a missing piece that's essential. And I just wanted to bring it out and and yeah. really help people make lasting changes.
1: That's really interesting. You know, I as you were talking, I was thinking about the parallels with business too. You know, it's... Well, I don't know what the stat is, but, you know, people, it's a very, it's similar to the stat you shared. I I would say it's probably less, you know, 5% or less uh, of businesses, uh, uh, startups end up not, not making it, you know? And I think a lot of it just comes down to mindset. It really does. You know, (laughs) I think most people have the tools sometimes, you know, it's not like, it's not like, for example, going, it's not a secret that going to, to the gym And working out will 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 have an impact on your overall health. Right. That's not the secret. It's not it's not the strategy that's the problem. And it all comes to mindset. It's the same thing with business. You know, I think about print on demand and what we do. And we've laid out a lot of tools. We have trainings. We have a platform where people can easily launch product. And we're seeing people now um, you know, making money and changing their lives, which which is amazing. But you know, I, I it's just like you, I see a lot of people just kind of give up after some initial success. They, they, don't, they don't sustain that success. And so can you talk about what you discovered that helps people uh, sustain that success when it comes to not only weight loss, but in, any kind of life goal that they want to achieve?
0: Yeah. Well, I love that you picked up the connection right away because I'm truly convinced mm-hmm. that the way we show up with eating is reflective of every other area mm-hmm. in our life. That's why I love focusing on eating mm. is because it's the most basic form of self-care. So, if you're mm-hmm. disassociated, if you're not mindful, if you, you know, you know, you overburden your body um, because you are just going with the desire in the moment. All those things, you can see how that translates into being a business owner. You can see how mm-hmm. that those behaviors show up. So, yeah. So, the connection is first of all. Um, with mindfulness, I love attaching it to eating because no matter what is going on in your life, no matter where you Mm -hmm. are, no matter your circumstances, you are going Mm -hmm. to eat every day. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. when we bring mindfulness to this very basic activity that we do every day, it really Mm -hmm. helps you recognize how you're responding to your life. And Mm -hmm. because a lot of times when we're eating it has nothing to do with the body requesting you to eat it has it's a way we're coping with life in the moment so that's mm-hmm. the very first important thing um, for people to learn is to understand before you even bring in the food right when you think about mm-hmm. okay i have a health goal i'm going to be i'm going to do it different i'm going to be healthier the very first thing we go to is the food what what should mm-hmm. i do and right. before we do that It's, and even with business, right? I need the information Mm -hmm. to start something new. Before that, we have to set up a solid, you know, mind in order to support these changes we're wanting to make. So the very first focus is to understand when I feel desire to eat, I'm Mm -hmm. going to pause before I react to that. And I'm going to check in and say, Hey, is this my body making a request? It's it's true hunger cue I'm feeling, or is this my mind suggesting I eat something?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. So uh, would you say that we've developed patterns around food that are just automatic, um, that, that make us, we, we don't even, it's just a subconscious, uh, almost like we're not in in control. I think that's what you're saying is like over the years, you know, we've developed these patterns of, um, not only eating, uh, We'll speak about eating, um, that your mind just kind of reacts if you're not mindful. Is that kind of where you're going with that?
0: Exactly. There's a lot of conditioning, right. Of, um, of reasons why we should eat, right. Like you should mm-hmm. finish your plate. Well, if your body gives you the cu- the cue, Hey, that was delicious. I'm done. But we are running on this belief that we should finish our plate because it's wasteful. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're going to ignore that cue and continue eating. Um, anyways, mm. that's what's driving that behavior. Um, there's a lot of our societal and cultural rules and conditioning, um, of the role that food plays in our life, you know, breakfast Mm -hmm. is the most important meal of the day. Well, that was a Mm -hmm. Kellogg's slogan and Kellogg's has a great Mm -hmm. interest in you believing that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Mm -hmm. So many times, you know, we're not hungry and we eat breakfast because that's the pattern. That's the unconscious patterning in our, in our minds. So this practice allows you to pause before you do that and say, hey, what's driving me to eat right now? Is this, again, a body need or is this one of those patterns in my brain? And you can catch it in real time.
1: Mm-hmm. And what I love about that too is like you're making your diet and your f- not, I, hate, I don't even like to use the word diet because it has bad connotations, right? Yeah. But you're making your food intake, your guru, your spirit. Yes. Well, I call it spiritual practice. Like, and we say the same thing with, um, With uh, e-commerce and print-on-demand, you know, we say a lot of times that e-commerce is our guru because it'll, of course, there's a a payoff in the end, just like, you know, if you take care of your body, you're going to have a healthy body. With e-commerce, print-on-demand, there's always, it's that payoff of having, of getting money, having a successful business. But the hidden, the hidden benefit and, um, and making e your guru, it's got built in self-development. You yes. have to be consistent. You have to have good habits, you know? And so I, I, I really, really connected with that idea of making something that you do every day, like a spiritual practice or yes. a mindfulness practice. It's, it's already baked into that. I think that's super powerful.
0: Yeah, exactly. I love it too, because, you know, I can. If you come to me and say, hey, Robin, I want to be more mindful. What's some things I can do to be more mindful? You know, I can give you some journaling prompts and, mm-hmm. and things to write, which, which are helpful, is a tool for mindfulness. Mm-hmm. But, you know, likely after meeting and a week later when I follow up with you, I'd say, how did that writing go? You say, oh, man, I did it the first two days and then I completely forgot. And the reason I love applying it to eating is, again, no matter what. No mm-hmm. matter how busy you get, you will always eat. So if you can just attach it, be intentional, like, oh, this is going to be my spiritual practice, which is exactly what I'm going to then mm-hmm. you will discover so much about how you think, what drives your behaviors with mm-hmm. food. But also, like you said, it's the guru because it has you always facing yourself and how you're dealing with the world and how you're dealing with yourself.
1: Yeah, that's that's so amazing. And, and you've talked about it before. I just kind of wanted to, if you could go into this as well. Um, you mentioned you have three, um, I don't know if you call them pillars or staples of conscious eating. Can you, can you touch on those real quick?
0: Sure. Yeah. The, the three are the three reasons. There are only three reasons why you ever eat outside of the body request for food. Okay. Mm-hmm. So understanding these three and knowing that every single reason falls within these helps it just be really clear and for you the awareness you bring to it be very clear and know and know how to respond to that so the three reasons why you ever eat outside of hunger are first I call them damn eats this is from the mindset this is when we restrict ourselves from food right I can't I shouldn't we like build this damn to protect us from our desire. And a lot of, you know, if you've been dieting, you know exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's the things that you say, the mindset that you have to protect you from eating the the bad things. And we build this dam and well, just like mm-hmm. a dam, the, the purpose of it is to raise the water level, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it does that with your desire. And so this is where binge eating behaviors come from from you know, over-restriction and that lack mm-hmm. mentality around food and scarcity mentality, the mm-hmm. dam eventually breaks. And when you do, mm-hmm. the way in which you eat matches the energy in which the dam breaks, right? It's that mm-hmm. kind of, you're in the pantry just going at it. Um, mm-hmm. You're eating fast. You're not even present with what's going on. You're just energetically responding to that um, buildup that you have of protection that you've set. So um, mm-hmm. That, again, comes from restricting yourself, the should and shouldn'ts with food, also from the moral labels that we attach to food, junk food, unhealthy, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. We think we're saying those things to protect us, but eventually when the dam breaks and we eat that, those moral labels transfer to us. I'm unhealthy. I'm junk. I'm guilty. So mm. that's one. Interesting. The second, our conditioned eats. This is from those things I, I was saying before. It's the it's just the conditioning of like of how you should behave. You know, when someone offers you food, you should you should eat it. You should eat free food. If free food's available, you should eat it, even if you don't. Or, right? Or this is how we do a lot to manage other people's emotions. I one time was um, bumped up to first class. I didn't originally have that seat, and so I had eaten dinner at the airport, and I was bumped up to first class. And the flight attendant brought me a full meal. And I ate the meal, even though I'd just eaten a fully satisfying dinner, because I didn't want to be rude,
1: <laughs> mm, right? Like yeah, that's, that's true.
0: It's a condition type of thing that we do a lot of times in social situations. The decisions we're making with food have nothing to do with the body need. It's to, it's to keep up our appearances, right? Of being the nice person, of being accommodating, of not wanting to hurt people, as if me eating mm-hmm. Can create an emotion in somebody else,
1: right? So that's so interesting. (laughs) Well, growing up in a Brazilian household, that's in the culture, that's kind of how it is, right? You they just keep piling it on, and it's it it can be rude if you don't, you know, if you say no. I I know we've run across that quite a bit, so yeah, yeah, it's not only you know, well, it's cultural stuff too, I guess is my point. Not only the beliefs that we grew up with, but you know, different cultures have different ways of viewing food and and, and those norms around food. So.
0: Yeah. One of, one of the most outdated beliefs that maybe had a purpose at one time, but is no longer relevant to us anymore. And in fact is causing, you know, the opposite effect We're unhealthy is you shouldn't waste food right now. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean the answer is be wasteful with food, but when we continue to eat because you shouldn't waste food, we're overburdening our bodies. And you know, kind of the way I help my clients see this is either way, it's going to end up as waste is the end result. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go through your body and end up as waste, mm-hmm. or it's going to go to, your, to the earth as waste. And the earth is much more equipped and capable to handle the excess food than our body mm-hmm. is. So mm. yeah, that's a conditioned be, you know, belief and behavior that, that we eat. And then the third one, third reason why we ever eat outside of hunger is emotional eats, right? This is, mm-hmm. we use food and we've learned how to use food as a way to cope with our emotions. We use it as mm-hmm. a buffer to, to put mm-hmm. some space between us and having to feel the full impact of the emotion. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. Yeah, those are the three reasons. And so when you're really aware and you bring mindfulness to eating before you eat, you say, "Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to make sure: is this my body ask, or is this a mind suggestion?" In real time, it'll be delivered to you. You're like, "Oh, this is just a conditioned eat, right?" When mm-hmm. people bring in donuts to the office, you should you should eat them because you want to be grateful. You want to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you can see it for what it is, it's so much easier to make decisions from there rather than saying no for a diet decision. I can't. I shouldn't. The calories. Right.
1: Right. So. Do, do, you, do you find there's one of those three reasons that is mo- mo- most prevalent or is, is there one that's the hardest to kind of not overcome but kind of recognize when, 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 you're, when, you're, consci- when you're trying to practice conscious eating?
0: Yeah, I would say the emotional eats because usually with the damn eats and the conditioned eats, especially when you just see it for what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. you're able to to shift and be like, yeah, this is not even hunger in my body. And you're able to see that and move on with the emotional one. Well, if you don't eat the food, you're still left with the feeling. And so Mm -hmm. it's a matter of learning the tools of what to do in it with an emotion. When Mm -hmm. we haven't learned what to do with that, we've learned to do, you know, to act, we've learned to react Mm -hmm. to our emotions and do something to get rid of it. And really the answer is to be with it. That's yeah.
1: Well, I was, I was just going to ask, what are what are some strategies then that you can use, so you don't use as a, uh, a food as a coping mechanism for your emotions? Are, have you found some some simple strategies that people can 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 use in those situations?
0: Yeah. Sure. First of all, I think it's just the teaching again. Like, were you told this mm-hmm. at school? Like, hey, listen, your body was designed and created and is equipped to handle any emotion that is going on in your body. None of them are dangerous. Mm-hmm. They might feel, mm. they like how they feel, but all of them are safe to be felt. So first, it's truly this recognition uh, of that. The second is I teach um, I teach the beach ball principle to my clients, where like say you're in the ocean and you've got this beach ball bumping bumping up against you. Well, let's that beach ball is your the emotion, okay? And say it's say it's um, irritation. It's bumping up against you and you're like, oh, man, you shouldn't be here. I don't want you here. Get away from me. Well, we'll take that ball and we put it under the water. Okay. We resist mm-hmm. this. And this is, you know, we're resisting the emotion. We don't want it here. We want to get away from it. Well, have you ever put a ball under the water? Try to hold it down.
1: <laughs> right. Doesn't happens, right doesn't work. It doesn't uh, work. It's kind it of always exposed. pops back up.
0: Yep. It always pops back up and it comes up with stronger force, Right. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's what we're doing with food is just to like suppress and get away and resist having Mm -hmm. to feel that emotion. And when we do the conscious practice and we recognize, oh, okay, this is not a body need. I'm just really irritated right now. And the pattern in me is to take care of this with food, is to cope with this with food. But now that I'm going to do it differently, what is truly my need? It's to feel this, it's just to allow this emotion. And so the visual for that is to, Just allow that to bump up against you Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. recognize there's nothing wrong with that and kind of just breathing Mm -hmm. through it. Of course, I teach some breathing techniques and and processing, but it's just kind of letting it bump up against you rather than Mm -hmm. trying to suppress it. And eventually, the current takes it away and it'll move away. Mm -hmm. So some of my clients end up getting a beach ball and like putting it on their work desk to remind themselves. Oh,
1: really? That's a great idea. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. You know, it comes to mind. I know that you are, well, you introduced me to him. It's the whole concept that Michael Singer talks about in Untethered Soul, right? Yeah. Where these emotions will come up and, you know, our instinct is to just suppress them or not deal with them. But if we just allow them or observe them and allow them to kind of just do their thing, they'll, they'll eventually, you know, pass them. They're coming up for a reason, Right. Yes, um, In that point in time for whatever it is, it's a trigger or maybe it's not even a trigger. I find myself sometimes feeling something I'm like where the heck did that come from? Where before I just try to suppress it or, you know, put it in the corner, deny it. It's just allowing, just viewing the problem, just allowing it to be and then just allowing it to pass through, you know. And I, th- I like that analogy of the beach ball because it makes a lot of sense where the tide's eventually going to take it away anyway, Right. And so your, your job is to stay conscious enough to make sure that that, that passes through. So that's super powerful. Oh, awesome. Well, Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I really learned a lot. I mean, I obviously know what you do, but it was really cool to, to hear some of those things and some of these things stuck out and I, I hope, uh, um, people can make that parallel between um, eating and business as well because I think there's some really powerful parallels out there. So thanks again for joining us. And uh, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you like, subscribe to our cha- our YouTube channel, our socials. You can find us on Econ Life Podcasts on all socials and all the podcasts there. And then comment below um, what your thoughts are as well on conscious eating if, if it's something that you are looking to practice as well. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time bye hey guys thank you so much for watching this video if you liked it could you do me a huge favor and like this video also don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel we got tons of great content there and if you want to connect with us on social media check out the links in the description and we look forward to seeing you there